so we are kind of semi-back. Yes. Uh, welcome to the Film Cafeteria. I'm Scott. And I'm Brittany. And we are here to talk about the 2023 Golden Globes. 80th annual. Yep. Yes. Um, I don't really even know where to start with it. It was <laughs> a, a very interesting night. I mean, I guess the thing is, is that with the Golden Globes, historically, and like also like growing up watching them, they were always the ones that were kind of a little bit more fun to tune into than the Oscars because everybody was drunk. Yes. <laughs> and the Oscars of... was a little more like, yeah, serious and everybody kind yeah. of was on their game while Golden Globes was kind of more relaxed. Yeah. And like, you know, there's that element of the Globes that it's not a, um, it doesn't work the same as the Oscars, yeah. you know, the, uh, you know, or even, you know, SAG or anything like that. Like, with the Oscars, that's a situation where you, the award that you win is decided by your peers. Yeah. Whereas with the Golden Globes, it's the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, essentially a nameless, faceless group of people, you know, by, from the outside. Yes. That's how it is. A nameless, faceless organization that is just like, and then this person gets an award, yeah. and then this person gets an award. And so it always kind of, was more of a uh, night where you got to watch uh, people that you're used to seeing on screen playing make-believe and playing characters really just kind of like cut loose for a night. Yeah. And <laughs> sometimes embarrass themselves. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, and generally... But that's the fun of it. And that's the fun of it. Yeah. That was always kind of the fun of it. There was a lot of that last night but then there was also like a lot of other weird stuff that was going on there are people getting played off stage at various points and stuff like that it, it was just a very odd yeah. kind of show all the way around there wasn't really I, I don't really even know what to say about it how did you feel about it and then like how do you feel about the golden globes in general I mean, like you said, usually it's like a fun kind of like hangout time for all the like actors and directors and producers and people that actually had a part in making the films come to all together and kind of collaborate and kind of like have fun one night, you know, with one another. And yeah. like you said, kind of get like drunk happy. <laughs> um, and then like how I, I mean, that's usually how I feel. It's usually a little fun. Um, but I'm weird thing about it for me was like knowing that it didn't air last year yeah and then for it to come back and that's how it came back mm -hmm. you know sometimes you want things to come back with like a boom like yeah and it did not come back with a boom so that's the i think it, that's the difference what i was looking at for from this year yeah. and like i feel as well that like maybe they should have taken the time to let people speak a little more, even if people were taking a little long this year because there yeah. was none last year. So give it that extra space yeah. and breathing room for people to kind of reconnect and come back and kind of do their thing. Yeah. You didn't have it last year. Yeah. So it was it, it, it was sad to kind of see like people being rushed off the stage and like in yeah. their moment of of. If they're supposed to be honored, why is music playing over their voice? Yeah, and then, like, you also had this odd thing where... So, I was thinking about this a lot today, where... So, two things that were very interesting that were uh, kind of new for this show, and I guess this can be kind of similar to some degree or another with the Oscars, mm -hmm. where um, we didn't actually watch it on 
like TV TV. We watch it on Peacock. Yes. So, and then, you know, there is the other interesting thing that in terms of NBC ratings, this year it was like the lowest with like 6.3 million people Mm -hmm. who tuned in. And I don't think that that is accounted for with the Peacock uh, streaming service. Okay, with the viewing. Okay. I, I don't think that that really factors in. I don't really know for sure. I'd have to look you know, kind of more into it. Maybe not, you know, because if it's coming from a separate. Yeah. It, I don't think that from TV, from scre- uh, streaming, I, I'm assuming that it comes from a totally different kind of like yeah. set of numbers that you measure it by. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that they're calculating who all was tuning in through their Peacock account. I think they're, t- you know, who is on NBC yes. watching it. And it was interesting because when we tried to pull it up on just the regular TV, Jeopardy was on. Yeah. We couldn't find the Golden Globes anywhere, but we were on NBC. Yeah, because I think they and weren't doing the pre-show, but I think it probably would have started right after Jeopardy because I remember mm-hmm. Jeopardy saying, here's the last two questions, and it was okay. about 7.50. Okay. So that let me know it's going to come on right after, but they okay. it's just NBC were not the one they weren't partaking the in the pre-show. It was okay. other networks that were partaking in the pre-show. Okay, that makes sense. So... It was interesting, though, watching it on Peacock, and it made me think, I was like, you know, I don't know why they don't just put it on Peacock and not play anybody off. And then it's, you know, you can tune in if you want to, and if you miss something, you can rewind. You know, if you get up and you're kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, who was just talking? You can rewind it and Mm -hmm. go back to it. I don't really know why they don't do just do it like that, because then... The thing about it is, is that like, you know, the, the Oscars are kind of so strict with it that it's sort of like, no, like you have a set time. You're on a clock the moment you get up on that stage. Yeah. With the Golden Globes, that's more of like a, everybody from Hollywood is getting up and just kind of having their moment to celebrate together and you're invited into the room. That was kind of the whole deal with that. But, like, the thing that's very interesting to me looking at it was I was, like, the first few people that get up and speak kind of end up dictating how the night is going to go. Yeah, they set the tone. And those first two people that got up went on for a really long time. Yeah. So that's so, I mean, that's another part of it, And didn't get played off. No, they didn't. Because (laughs) another part of it is that... You have to realize that when you come to these events, there is only a set time if you were to win and get on stage two. So we have to also ask that question, is it all of the Golden Globes' fault? Because if you know your other peers are going to get on the stage and they have to thank the people they thank, then maybe you shouldn't take so long to do your own kind of thank you speech. But at the same time, we have to also think that people are in the moment. Yeah. So it's not that they're doing it on purpose. No, no. It's the fact that they're in the moment and they're taking it all in. And so they just, because you know what I realized too? I heard a couple of people actually like ask like or say like a few people actually was like, yeah, can, you know, I'm only going to just, I just have a bunch of names and just, yeah. just to thank people. And then they end up doing way more than thanking. Yeah. So that tells you where their mindset is with yeah. these things. Yeah. And you would think that the people that get on stage <laughs> would know by now that there is a clock on you. So like, keep it very short and sweet. 
Yeah. And then the music won't play on anyone. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's that as well. <laughs> yeah. Because the, the, uh, first person I got up was, uh, 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 Kwan. Yep. And who won for everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes. And that was unbelievable to me. Yeah. I was so excited to see mm-hmm. him win. I loved him in that movie. Uh, one of our upcoming episodes is going to be a year end list, a 2022 year end list. Yes. Um, and everything, everywhere, all at once. It's definitely a movie we're going to talk about. Yeah. And him and Michelle Yeoh in that movie were both unbelievable. Yes. So it's like definitely deserved win. Um, it was great seeing him get up there and kind of have his moment because, I mean, I couldn't think of a better person yeah. for it to happen to. You yeah. know what I mean? He's such a sweet and genuine guy. Yeah. And, and he then, did a great job in the movie. And then he was amazing in this movie. And it was like so cool when, you know, it first came out. And I remember uh, a friend of ours, Dylan, saying like, oh, you you got to see it. Short Round is in it. And I was like, <laughs> like from Temple of Doom? And he was like, yeah, he is one of the main characters. And then when we finally saw it, I was like, wow, he was so good in this movie. Yeah. Like, he was, he really blew me away. Yeah. And then, of course, right after that was the ever-beautiful Angela Bassett. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That woman does not age. She does not. I and... aspire to that. <laughs> <laughs> and she was, uh, she gave a, a wonderful speech, a beautiful speech. Mm-hmm. In both cases, though. They were averaging, I think, we were, we kind of made a joke, and we're like, so we're averaging about six minutes per. Yes. When they should have took more like two and a half minutes. Yeah. And so it's that thing where all of a sudden, you've now set the table for, and I do think it's a little bit the showrunners, they let them kind of go. Yeah. And suddenly it's like, now the table is set, this is how long people get. And then people start getting up, and it's kind of like, no, we're going to start playing you off. I loved when Colin Farrell got up there and was just like, fuck your piano. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he just kept talking. Just kept and for yelling. a while, I didn't even hear the music anymore. I was like, oh, no, this man is talking over that. Yeah. I only hear him. I don't even he hear the music. He was like yelling over the music, which was amazing. And also to mention Michelle Yeoh. And then Michelle Yeoh gets up yeah. and does the same thing. And she, they eventually turned it off on her. Yeah. They I didn't mean, even play the music the whole time on her. She delivered like the definition of a speech. Yeah. Yes. That was awesome. I yeah. mean, it was really cool. Like her, her speech was really beautiful. And again, it was another person where, yeah, I've been watching Michelle Yeoh for just like you for years. Yeah. And so to see her kind of get her moment was really, really cool. Yeah. It was a situation where you saw a lot of people, some of which I know very well, some of which I don't know super well. Yeah. Get finally kind of get a moment. And that was really 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 nice but like it got really awkward when yeah. suddenly there were just some people that it and it was very like um you know you can kind of tell that a little bit of that had to do with the fact that they knew that the lifetime acceptances were going to go on way too long yeah because those were happening but that's what i mean by the golden globe if you know people get up there and usually that is a given thing that people usually take 
yeah. long because sometimes they don't always have their thoughts together because they don't know they're win. Yeah. They like they know they're a nominee, right? But yeah. you don't know you're gonna win in that moment. Yeah. So sometimes your your thoughts are not all the way together. And then you gotta think about the excitement and the nerves that you have once you get on stage. Mm-hmm. So let me maybe calculate that into the time yeah. that you spend doing it or you know, I don't know, like, cause people are going to do that. They're going to take yeah. a little long sometimes. So I just like, maybe you should just calculate. Cause if this is an award to honor people, this is an award show to honor people and their work. And if it is, then give them the time to speak. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody should take like eight, nine, 10 minutes, of course, but no. give them the five or six minutes. Cause you know, they want to do it. Yeah. It, it's an interesting thing. That's where I think that like it would, you know, I just saw earlier today that starting in 2024, the SAG awards are going to be, live streamed on netflix okay and i think it's a better way going forward for award shows to deal with that because the audience of people who want to tune into award shows people like me or you Mm -hmm. is dwindling Mm -hmm. and it's a lot smaller because there is a whole new generation where that was not part of their yeah kind of life you know i mean for me growing up oscar night was like the oh, super bowl yes. in my house mine like, too, mine too. <laughs> it was like my mom was excited mm-hmm. she made like a special dinner for the night and mm-hmm. yeah i got to stay up late to watch the oscars <laughs> it was like it was the same thing with the golden globes award season was just very exciting in our house it was yeah. like i said it was like the super bowl you know yeah. what i mean like and you know we that that was always unbelievably exciting to to get to that point and see like, okay, who's going to win and have those conversations of like, ah, that, that one didn't deserve it. That was, yeah. you know, get like kind of upset that the movie you liked didn't get anything. That was like such an exciting part for me growing up. And now there's a whole generation that really doesn't care about that. Yeah. Or, you know, it's a smaller number of people, mm-hmm. you know, like I know for me, I can still remember going to school and as a little kid, uh, us as kids talking about that Halle Berry won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. I don't really think that that happens now. You know? <laughs> like, I don't really think that there's like, where it's like the whole class is talking yeah. about. No, I don't think so either. You know? And then there's like, everybody's like, yeah, I got to stay up late last night. And like, everybody's like <laughs> kind of jazzed that they got to stay up late and watch a bunch of people in Hollywood win awards. <laughs> you know? It's like, but with it being kind of like a, a smaller group now, I think it, kind of would really benefit them to move some of these award shows to streaming simply so they don't have to butt up against, you know, I mean, they're trying to get Jimmy Fallon on TV, you know, they're, they're pushing him back to, to get the 11 o'clock news and Jimmy Fallon on TV. Like, yeah, it's like, it doesn't really seem like it really works. Yeah. In today's context anymore. Yeah. But, um, it was still though, like just getting back to the show itself, a very, very interesting night. We had um, Gerard Carmichael as the the host, host who did, it, in my opinion, an excellent job. Yes. I, you can tell some of his jokes, which is like, people were like, ooh, I don't want to laugh at it that. It was another Ricky Gervais. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody's talking about how controversial some of the stuff that he said was. Yeah. My personal favorite being... Uh, him making a comment that uh, Will Smith won the masculine, the Rock Hudson Masculinity <laughs> Award <laughs> on a commercial oh, break. No. One of these like deep cut jokes that like only a few people probably got. It yeah. was hilarious. Um, he was, uh, I thought, a fantastic host, and it definitely kind of brought that 
sort of same energy that we had previously gotten from Gervais that I thought was <laughs> amazing, where it's just sort of like, yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm just going to kind of take a bite out of all of you tonight. And yeah. We're going to have fun with it. Yeah. You could definitely feel, though, within that room that there was a point where he kind of gave up because you could re- the one thing I do think was really cool about it. You could tell how excited everybody was to actually be in person with each other again. Yes. Yes. And it's like, they would go back and before our next award, you could tell nobody was going to shut up Yeah, for anything. Everybody was, it was it, buzzing. It was buzzing by the midpoint of the show. Mm-hmm. It was buzzing Everybody was starting to get a little buzz, and they were having fun. <laughs> they were. And he is poor Gerard. It's just standing up there like, all right. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean. Gonna... <laughs> but it was fun. Yeah. It was that, that aspect of it was fun. Um, some of the, the kind of really interesting highlights to me were, you know, um, I think the one that we both kind of immediately called out that was – unbelievably hilarious was awesome butler yeah <laughs> yeah but it's only in a way it's like not to you know be funny it was just no. only in a way that we were just like he's not losing the elvis voice like he, he's not losing how elvis sound like he was on the stage accepting an award and he sounded like his elvis character in the movie so he didn't lose the voice like he hasn't lost it yet so the immediate thing I think about when I see this is Robert Downey Jr. just like, I don't drop character till the DVD commentary. <laughs> That's like the first thing I think of. But then, like, <laughs> but then, like, it was even funnier today. He made a comment on it. I don't know if you saw this. I did see a comment on it. That he had said, I don't think I still sound like Elvis, but the voice is now ingrained in my DNA. Yes. To me, just hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is too good. <laughs> I, I want to see him now do like just uh, like Gladiator Two with the Elvis voice. I was like. going to say that's crazy because eventually <laughs> then he is going to have to drop it because if you're doing another role, you can't keep Elvis, man. Yeah. You can't keep Elvis. I mean, it's very funny in the sense that it's it reminds me a lot of like Johnny Depp and the fact that like Johnny Depp still hasn't lost the Hunter Thompson voice. <laughs> It's like, it was hilarious to me in some ways watching that trial and he's still talking like Hunter Thompson (laughs) and I'm just sitting there and, you know, and he's just saying these absurd things. Well, and and he got other roles, so I guess it's possible. I mean, yeah, also he does Jack Sparrow and he's just Keith Richards. Yeah. And then he does all these interviews as Keith Richards. Like, it's kind of hilarious to me. Yes, but another standout... That was really pretty, pretty cool that I didn't mm-hmm. even know that this person was like that until this award show was Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge was, to me, like the the kind of just... She was like the bright star of the she night. She was. She was the absolute bright star of the night. Yeah. It, it was her. It was them cutting to Mike White just breaking down. Yeah. Throughout it. You can... So... We won't get into White Lotus. Yeah. But it was a, a, a definite bittersweet moment between the two of them because of because of what happens to White Lotus. Yes. Like it's a definite bittersweet moment between the two of them and you know, there was just this this feeling between the two of them that really like it it outshined the entire room 
Yeah. Until Steven Spielberg stands up. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> and that, and just seeing her get that kind of a moment was amazing to me. It was really funny that I was talking to a couple of people today and they brought the Golden Globes and somebody, and I brought her up and I was like, it was all about Jennifer Coolidge for me. And one guy who was in the room said, I don't know who that is. And I was like, she's on this show called White Lotus. And then a bunch of other people jumped in and started naming things she was in. And then I just went, she was Stifler's mom. And he was like, that's all you had to say. Yeah. He was like, I've seen them all. I know exactly who she is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, because she, she is somebody who for a bunch of different audiences. Yeah. Personifies something very specific that it's amazing to see her suddenly get this moment where everybody gets to see like Jennifer Coolidge get up and do her thing on stage. Yeah. And like, it was, it was great. That was yeah. great. It was great seeing her present. And then it was great seeing her win because in both cases, it was hilarious. Yes, it was. It was unbelievably <laughs> hilarious. Yes, was. And she was like, definitely the great. Yes. Great moment of the night. And of course the honorable mentions, like you said, um, Steven Spielberg, as well as Eddie Murphy, yeah, won. and um, Ryan Murphy, yeah, Ryan Murphy, they won some of the big kind of like, yeah, Spielberg won for director and picture, mm -hmm. uh, uh, drama, picture and drama, um, and uh, Eddie Murphy got a lifetime achievement, achievement. and, and uh, Ryan Murphy got Carol the Carol Burnett, Burnett Award, yes, and uh. Ryan Murphy's speech to me, like I, I thought it was a very beautiful speech. I thought it went on for way too long. Yeah. I was just, you know, it was yeah. like, it went on for a very long time, but it was a beautiful speech. Um, but to me, it was worth it for the Billy Porter. Yes. You know, kind of moments, both his introduction and him talking yes. about Billy. Yeah. I thought those two things were unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, when he brought up the tuxedo. Yeah. And he said, you know, Billy, he was like, I asked Billy to wear the tuxedo and he said bitch that's in a museum <laughs> <laughs> but he recreated a red velvet he, one to wear just yeah. like he did the black one so. and i was like that was too yeah. cool um uh some of the people that he spotlighted that was that was fantastic um the eddie murphy speech was far oh, and away that was funny one of the that was right next to jennifer coolidge <laughs> yes. the fact that like we're all sitting there we know that he's building to something yeah but we're like he let it hang for a while yeah he did and he gave a very sweet very soft acceptance speech mm -hmm. and we're just like we know it's coming and then at a certain point, you really start thinking, like, he's not going to be funny tonight. <laughs> he's not here to be funny. Yeah. He's like, he's really here just to accept this award. And then he ends it with <laughs> quoting Will Smith. <laughs> he, he, gave every, <laughs> he gave everybody, uh, it, all of the young people in the room, uh, it, three, it, things. three things to give themselves longevity in that industry. Yeah. One was... Pay your taxes. Yep. Two was mind your business. And three was keep Will Smith's wife name out your know. fucking mouth. Yeah. 
and it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. It was like one of those things that you when it hit, it hit just right. Yes, it did. And then he just turned around and got off the stage. Yes. It was amazing. And Regina Hall, to mention her, she's always funny as well. She is always hilarious. The fact that she got up on stage and the first thing she says is, I think they forgot to say my name correctly. It's Miss Pitt. Pitt. <laughs> and then they cut to Brad and Brad Pitt now eternally has this whoa yeah, face. Yeah, he does. Every time you see him looking at something, his mouth is kind of slightly agape. <laughs> He's staring off. And his, his eyes are just full of wonder. <laughs> yeah, his eyes are full of wonder. His front teeth are showing. And he just has this look like he just said, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> And she gets up and says that, and he looks up at her, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> like, just so lost. Like, he, there's something about him now in his older years, now that he's kind of like, you can tell he's really chilled out oh, with a lot of stuff. Oh, he says so, too. He says so in an interview. Like, yeah. That he had, like, I think it was like a couple of years ago, where he actually talks about him getting older makes him appreciate things more. Yeah. It makes him think, think makes him feel that things are more, um priceless and 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 like things that matter is like family and love and all those things and he says that he gets really emotional now and he can cry very easily now he said that because all those things touch him so i'm not surprised now that that's the kind of like energy he carries and we've we've just seen recently two movies in which the first being once upon a time in hollywood and Mm -hmm. the second being bullet train which we'll talk about in our our year end list Mm -hmm. where he has now just become like the comical master of Zen. <laughs> and that's his, that's his new thing. Yeah. You know, that's his new Brad Pitt shtick. Yeah. You know, like a lot of the big stars, you think about like him and Clooney and Damon and Affleck and all these guys, even Denzel, like mm-hmm. they have this thing where it's like, you show up to see them do a variation of them. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally they do something really crazy. Like Denzel will go and do Macbeth and you're like, Oh yeah, that's right. He's, yeah. He's more than Denzel. Like, yeah. I, for, I sometimes I forget. Yeah. After watching like six Equalizer movies, <laughs> you know, no, you didn't. Which are which are great because yeah. you see, you know, Denzel's still kicking ass, but like, yeah. At the same time, it's like sometimes you kind of forget, like, oh yeah, he's more than he's he's a true yeah. actor, you yeah. know, and you know, like, uh, but Brad Pitt has now his new kind of. A movie star persona is like master of zen and it's <laughs> hilarious and amazing and I, I i love it um a couple of the other ones uh that i thought were were kind of interesting and um also a couple of things that i think were were slightly missed I mean, I, we mentioned colin farrell i love seeing him you know get that award uh Kate Blanchett won for Tar which I think is uh an awesome win yeah do you want to just go down like the list and just yeah like okay let's do that you want to start it yeah I mean I can start it um so best motion picture drama uh the nominees was Avatar The Way of the Water Elvis um The Fablemans Tar and Top Gun Maverick, and the winner for that category was The Fablemans. Which, I mean, it, it's very interesting because let's also talk about the the musical and comedy as well. Mm-hmm. That you know those nominees were Babylon, Banshees of Inisherin, and Everything Everywhere All at Once, Glass Onion, and Knives Out Mystery, and Triangle of Sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, and Banshees of Inisherin won for musical or comedy. 
I thought that was interesting by and large because as funny as Banshees of Inisherin is, I would not have slotted it in comedy. Me either. I would have maybe put it under the best motion picture for drama and stuff like that. I probably would have. Yeah. And so it's funny that's what they put it under. It's very interesting to me in that you can tell that right now the overall feeling on the award circuit is the movie that we all really, really love in terms of the people who are going to be voting, the people who are, who are, you know, part of that, the, the, the community there, you can tell that they're all kind of thing is something very similar, which mm-hmm. is like the movie this year that we all really love is Banshees. Yeah. The movie though, that we know kind of is important is the Fablements. Yes. And so it was very interesting to see them find a way to slot both of these in. That's what they did. So that it's almost like so they wouldn't quite have to compete against each other a little bit. And so that they didn't really they were they found a very unique way to split the vote. <laughs> yeah. You know, they were like I should say that. <laughs> <laughs> they found a very unique way to split, split the, the vote. vote. Okay. Because Banshees is very funny. There are parts of that oh, movie yeah. that are hysterical. Simultaneously, though, that movie fills me with so much sadness. Yeah, it does. That I'm like, I don't really consider this a comedy. Yeah. It's a very dark comedy in some ways. Yes. But so are most of Steven Spielberg's movies, <laughs> you know? So, like, I, it, it was very, very interesting. They found a way to split the vote. And it also is very interesting about, you know, what's going to happen with the Oscars. Because up to this point, it seemed like the favored movie to sweep everything was tar yeah it still kind of seems like that in the background but it really really seems like the two movies that are actually about to go head to head yes it's the fablements and the banshees of insurance yes yep i think that we can safely say and he won for screenplay that Martin McDonough is going to win for screenplay at the Oscars. Yeah, he, he's probably, yeah. More I, than likely. <laughs> I mean, because sometimes that, that just happens. Like, when, it's a double yeah. whammy. So, when usually when you, you win some at the Golden Globe, usually you're a shoe-in for the Oscar. But yeah. you never know how that goes. You, you never know. And then, like, if the past, like, five years have taught us anything, mm-hmm. it's that, like, the Golden Globes definitely tells you what the popular vote is. And then the Oscars give you... Something very different. Yeah, sometimes that happens. <laughs> like for the other category, um, best director for motion picture, Steven Spielberg. Yep. Um, best screenplay for motion picture was Martin McDo- Martin McDonough, which is the Banshees of Inisherin. Yep. So they kind of won like the top ones of the night. I I think it's pretty safe to say that come Oscar time it's going to look exactly like this yeah. in terms of these two categories. Yeah. I think that director is almost definitively going to Spielberg. Yeah. And I think that uh, screenplay is almost definitively going to McDonough. What's interesting to me, the most interesting category last night was animated picture. Yes. And so do you want to read the nominees for that? And no, then... you go ahead. Okay. Yeah, um, take it. So the nominees were Pinocchio, mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, um, Inuo, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and Turning Red. Mm-hmm. Pinocchio won. Mm-hmm. I was very happy about that. Me too. I thought that was the right one. Exactly. Like, perfect. Simultaneously, I don't really think that that's a front runner for the Oscars, weirdly. 
Oh, okay. I don't really know you what is the animated though. Yeah. Oh no, I think it is. I, I I think it is. I would. I hope that it is. A lot of the response around it has been very divided. Oh. Like on one level, people are like, "I acknowledge that this is <laughs> brilliant and beautiful." Simultaneously, this was not for kids, and I think that that was what made Guillermo's speech so beautiful mm-hmm. because he brings up he was like it. This is me saying, like, animation is a medium, and it is a medium in which we can use to tell stories. It's not just for kids. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't seen Pinocchio, watch it, and watch it with your kids. It's okay to watch it with your kids, but it's not made for them. Yeah, because he was like, they may not understand unless you want to explain things. And I love that. Yeah, me too. I absolutely love that. The Oscars also have a tradition of giving it to the one that kids love. Yeah. Okay. This year, though, what was that movie? That's that's the question. That's why I said maybe it is. Yeah. Because that is the question. Because what is then? If his is not, what was? Because or what is? I don't think that you saw Turning Red. I haven't. Seen I did it. see Turning Red. How did you feel about it? Um, I liked it, but like I said, you know, I told you, like there was like just sh- sort of a, a slight culture. Yeah. yeah. Like um thing for me that was a little unrelatable relatable but unrelatable mm-hmm. in the sense of like it was almost like spirit animals or spirit creatures okay, and okay. this is why like they were turning red because basically at puberty all the asian women of a certain like family mm-hmm. all became bears at a certain age okay because it was it was about going through that puberty area and and like stage of your life and actually Kind to having to work out those emotions, okay, and those things that you go through hormonal and emotional when you're going through puberty. Okay. So I got it in that sense, but still, the overall story in the sense is still something that's just a little unrelatable because I was like, okay, but there may be like some type of story or myth behind that, yeah. right? And a lot of times we don't always understand the myth behind these yeah, things. Yeah. But I understood the point. Yeah. Okay. So like what. What you were just kind of missing was just kind of like the the historical cultural context. Yeah, and like okay. the myth behind that was yeah. lost on me. But like I understand the point of it. Okay. I understand that it was it was because she was going through puberty. So I gotcha. understood the point of it. So it's like I know that there was that one. I don't really know if that hit well with kids mm-hmm. or was a big success with the. Yeah, it might be young teens. It might be young adults. You know. Yeah, kids. and it. it Usually that if, age where like ten through like thirteen we were going through things. Maybe. Yeah, and like you know what's interesting is that like you know what what was it last year? It was in Kanto. Yeah, I think it was last year. It was, and you really knew we don't that talk was talk about Bruno. <laughs> you knew that that was going to win. Oh yeah, it was beautiful too. Everybody was talking about how their kids would just run around singing. You don't talk about yeah, Bruno all day, every day. Yeah. So like you had a sense that like you're like yeah that's going to win everything. Yeah. This year we had Turning Red, we had Lightyear, we had um, that other one I think it was called like the Lost Journey or something like that. The the it was it was one that just came out um, that Pixar did that was uh, kind oh. of an ode to movies like Journey to the Center of the Earth. Yeah, I know what you're um, talking about. I just don't remember the full title of that movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm blanking on it also. But there was that one which was a tremendous bomb. Ooh. A okay. surprising, tremendous bomb for Disney. Um, and then outside that, you had like the Sea Beast you had, which we both really oh, enjoyed. Man. And that wasn't even 
a content like a nominated for yeah. a Golden Globe, but I love that movie. And I actually realized, kind of in retrospect, that I don't think it would be eligible because it was direct to Netflix. Oh, it so it didn't have a theatrical window. So okay. I think it. I don't really. I can't remember how that works with the Golden Globes. I don't think you necessarily have to because they also integrate TV. Yeah. But um, they also didn't have any direct to streaming movies nominated yeah. you know so like i don't really know exactly how that yeah. works with the globes but um the the that was one you know, i mean there was also the one on apple um i think it was called uh, charmed or something like that the one about the young teenage witch yeah um there there was like a few and we we saw a few different kind of animated films this year but yeah. like Nothing sticks out to me that's not Pinocchio. Yes, that's what I would say. That was... Because it was, to me, it was Sea Beast and Pinocchio was my biggest ones yeah. that really, like, had an effect on me. Like, yeah. it was those two. And I, I've I've heard uh, mixed good things about Marcel with a shell with shoes on. Mm-hmm. I know when we saw the trailer, I was dying to see that movie. Yeah. Still haven't seen it, but, like, I, I will definitely be checking it out. But, mm-hmm. like... Um, I've heard mixed things. I've heard that it's almost cute to a fault okay. by a certain point, but you know, I'll check it out and okay. get an opinion of my own. But like, okay. <laughs> um, one of the other ones was a uh, uh, best motion picture for a non-English language film. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, all quiet on the Western front, Argentina, 1985 close uh, decision to leave and RRR. I very much expected RRR to be the one that won because mm-hmm. that was such a huge hit this year. But uh, it went to Argentina 1985. Yes. Um, I felt very bad for that guy when he got up to talk because he, he talked for all of 30 seconds. Then the music came on. And it was yes. like, get off the stage. Yes. And that, that I thought that really sucked. Um, we went over uh, director and screenplay. Um, Best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. Of course, we talked about Austin Butler. Yes. <laughs> uh, Brendan Fraser was also nominated for The Whale. Yep. Hugh Jackman for The Sun. Uh, Bill Nye for Living, or as uh, uh, Jennifer Coolidge said, Bill Nye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jeremy Pope for The Inspection. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think that it was very... I think everybody, including people in the room, were really thinking a lot about the fact that they didn't give it to Brendan Fraser. Yeah. And I think that there were a lot of people who had a very sour taste about that for both reasons. Mm -hmm. You know, both for him boycotting it, and rightfully so, given, you know, what he has said about his experience with the Hollywood Foreign Press and what they did to his career. And simultaneously, I, I I think that they did the right thing by not being like, let us give you the makeup award Yeah. Um, for their own optics. I don't think that they did it for the right reasons, yeah. but I think for their own optics, they wound up choosing the better path for themselves Yeah. because there's not very much damage control to do here because everybody's just talking about Austin Butler's Elvis voice. They, yes. you know, so they, yes. they, they made a decision that got them out of some hot water in a, in a very smart way. Yeah. Um, 
Best Performance by an Actress in Motion Picture Drama was Kate Blanchett mm-hmm. for Tar, Olivia Coleman for Empire of Light, Viola Davis for The Woman King, Anna de Armas for Blonde, and Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. Um, Kate Blanchett won for Tar. Yes. Uh, I am excited to see Viola Davis in this category. Yeah. Because I'm curious if she's going to get the Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's going to get the win. I think that's kind of written on the wall that, I mean, Kate Blanchett, I think, is the favorite for everything yeah. right now. Yeah, I think so. And um, But I actually like The Woman King. I yeah. think Viola Davis did an awesome I thought she did job. a tremendous job, and I want to at least see her get the nomination. Yeah. Even if she doesn't get the win, I think the nomination is very deserving. Yeah. And... I, I am glad to see her on here because it's a movie that I think a lot of people at this point have already kind of forgotten about. Mm-hmm. It came out over the summer. Mm-hmm. There was not any kind of a awards push in terms of re-release or anything like that. It's mm-hmm. not available easily on streaming. You have to rent mm-hmm. it. So I, I thought that was cool that she was able to get that. Yes. Um, performance by an actor in a musical or comedy. Uh, we had Diego Calva for Babylon, Daniel Craig for Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery, Adam Driver for White Noise, Colin Farrell for Banshees, and Ray Fiennes for The Menu. Colin Farrell got it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love seeing Daniel Craig on this list. Yeah. Because I thought he was hilarious. Yes, he really was. He really <laughs> stood out in that one. Yes. Just the moment where he turns around, he's like, this is just so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that, that to me was enough to get a nomination. Yes. <laughs> uh, performance by an actress in a musical or comedy, Leslie Manville for Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Haven't seen the movie. Haven't really had any desire to see the movie, yeah. if I'm being perfectly honest. Yeah. It looks like a comedic version of Phantom Thread. Yeah. It's, which is funny in its own right. <laughs> but I'm glad to see her get a nomination for her work. Yes. Uh, Margaret Robbie for Babylon. Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy for The Menu. A nomination I'm very surprised by, actually, her getting nominated for The Menu. Yes. Uh, Emma Thompson for Good Luck to You, Leo Grand. And Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And, of course, Michelle Yeoh won. Um, yep. And... Deservedly so. That was an yeah. unbelievable performance. Yeah. Um, performance by an actor in a supporting role. Brendan Gleeson for Banshees. Uh, Barry Keoghan for Banshees. Brad Pitt for Babylon. Uh, Kei Yuquan for uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. And Eddie Redmayne for The Good Nurse. I don't know why that <laughs> nomination happened. I do not know why. I tried to watch that one. Yeah. I got about... 15 minutes in and I turned it off. Yes, I was like, I haven't even tried if I'm being honest. So. That movie was not good. Okay. Um, that was a collection of very talented people together in a tragic misfire. Yeah. Um, of case, of course, uh, we already mentioned K. Kwan, uh, one for everything everywhere. Yep. Um, performance by an actress in a supporting role, Angela Bassett for, uh, black Panther, uh, black Panther, Wakanda forever. Carrie Condon for Banshees. Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, uh, Dolly DeLeon for Triangle of Sadness, and Carrie Mulligan for She Said. Mm-hmm. The Carrie Mulligan nomination was very surprising to me. Mm-hmm. I, she Said was another one. That was one that just sort of was off my radar until yeah. more recently. Yeah, that one was for me as well. Um, Angela Bassett, of course, won. Yes. And that was uh, amazing. Yes, it was. Um just kind of skipping through for the rest of it yeah. with like, you know, a couple of other 
kind of notable mentions. Um, Justin Hurwitz won for Babylon. Yeah, for the best original score. Which I think is pretty cool. So I am not a Damien Chazelle fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I admire what he's doing, and I think it's cool that he's you know staying in his lane and doing it in a really big way. Um, but the one thing I will say is the scores for all of his movies are pretty tremendous, and Justin Hurwitz is an incredible composer. Yeah. Um, for television series, musical, or comedy, it went to Abbott Elementary. Mm-hmm. Um, but The Bear was nominated beside it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, with us talking about The Bear, Jeremy Allen White won for an actor. Yep. For... Um, uh, television series, musical, or comedy for a lead performance. Yeah, that was to me really cool. That was another yeah, highlight I like of that the night. One too. I um, like that one. We of course watched Shameless for a while. Mm-hmm. I fell off at a certain point. You've been much better about <laughs> like actually actively wanting to finish the show than I am. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was cool to see him win. I yeah. thought that was awesome. Um. For drama series, it went to House of the Dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't really know in that category who else it would have gone to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Better Call Saul just has last season. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to go over to there. Yeah. But it's it, it sort of... Um, Better Call Saul ended with a bang for everybody that was following it mm-hmm. and a cultural whimper okay. is really kind of how it felt. You okay. know I mean? Like... It, it was not part of the cultural conversation the way Breaking Bad was. Yeah. But the people who followed it, when it ended, they were, like, one of the best shows I've ever seen. Okay. Hands down. Okay. So, like, you know, I I thought it was going to go either there or The Crown that didn't. Okay. Um, performance for an actor in a television series, and this is where we're going to get into Regina Hall. Yes. <laughs> Kevin Costner won. For Yellowstone. For Yellowstone. He was apparently trapped in the flooding. <laughs> And Regina Hall, seemingly kind of drunkenly, bumbled her way through reading off of the teleprompter why Kevin Costner couldn't get to the awards. Yeah, but you know what's so funny? I think that was not completely true. Really? Yeah, I heard that that was like a joke that she, that's why she was bumbling through it because it was like... It's supposed to have been like just a huge like funny joke, but he might have been doing something else. Oh, okay. So I kind of like... Oh, you're talking about like what they put on the teleprompter was a joke. joke. Okay, so I don't think that was entirely true. That's what the funny thing about that was because later I seen something like a headline later that said that 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 she had a hard time keeping it together saying that because it wasn't entirely true. But I think that's what they said for. I think that's what they said. Like, oh, so, this is too funny. Yes, that's why I was like, okay, that one. But it was still funny. It was, it was hilarious. Um, for <laughs> actress in a TV series drama, it went to Zendaya mm-hmm. for Euphoria. Um, that's another one where I was like, you know, I saw the other people who she was up against. I was like, I don't really know who else this would go to. Yeah. Um, actress in a TV series. Uh, musical or comedy went to Quenta Brunson for Abbott Elementary. Yes. Uh, which I which they was, won a lot that night, um, last night. They won a lot. They won a lot, and I thought it was hilarious that when she got up the first time, mm-hmm. it was like clear eyed, funny, you know, like kind of like present. And then when she got the second time for series, musical or comedy, 
It was obvious. Everybody's drunk. Yeah, Everybody's having a good time. Was, it, was it was close to the great. end of the night. That it liquor was, was soaking in. And do you remember after a while, who said that? Who got on the stage and said that? Do you remember? He was like, um, who said that? Like, they were like, um, somebody did get up and actually yeah, mention like, they said, oh, Mike White. Yeah, Mike White Mike said White. we can no longer eat, so all I could do was drink. <laughs> he said that all I've been able to do is drink. Now he's like, I got up. They were like, no, food, food is, is done. done. <laughs> yeah, so all I could do was drink. So that was funny. Um, Taylor James Williams also won for Abbott Elementary for supporting actor. Tyler James. Tyler James, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, also won uh, for supporting actor. Um Julia Garner won for Ozark, and the entire time all I wanted her to do was her Ozark walk. Yeah. <laughs> what she did not do. Um, White Lotus won for um, a motion picture, uh, or for a limited series or motion picture for television. Um, the one that was interesting to me was Blackbird being oh, yeah. nominated for a lot. Yeah, it was. And that was, like, a show that was not on my radar. Me either. At all. Me either. That apparently, like, when you heard people cheering for that show, I mean, it was, like, people like that show. Yeah. It makes you want to go check it out. Um, the other one that was really interesting for me was a performance by an actor in a limited series or motion picture for television was Evan Peters for Dahmer. Mm-hmm. That was very interesting because I like his speech I thought was very cool mm-hmm. where you know he there's been a lot of controversy around that show yeah and a lot of people asking about you know what are the merits of us telling this story and spotlighting this guy and i thought it was really great that he got up and what his speech was was you know i know it's a hard watch i know it's a hard story to tell but you know hopefully some good came of it yeah and he got off the stage i, I thought that was that was pretty cool yeah um for a uh, actress in a limited series, uh, it was Amanda Seyfried for the dropout. Um, of course, then we get into supporting actress in a limited series, which went to Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. That was unbelievable. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, <laughs> Paul Walter Hauser was the guy who won for Blackbird. Mm-hmm. Uh, gave a great speech. Mm-hmm. Really, really great speech. Yep. And um, you could tell that that win meant a lot to him. We even called out when we were watching him, his hands were shaking while yeah. he was taking, taking his award. Yeah. And, um, haven't seen the show, but like, you know, I mean, that was fascinating and it makes me want to check it out. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, just to at least see what, what the, the excitement was around it. Yeah. But overall though, how did you feel about the Golden Globes? I mean, it was the Golden Globes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of the upcoming awards season, because now we're getting to all of the nominations are coming out for everything and all that, like, what are some of the stuff that you saw that, you know, was maybe missed or that you wish was spotlighted or, you know, is there, is there anything kind of coming up in terms of predictions that you have with like some of the upcoming awards? I mean, I'm not sure, honestly, I'm sure I like, you know what I would rather do? I would rather, like, just wait until we do our top 10 for 2022. Okay. Just because, you know, like, I, I, I don't know yet. Because, to me, a lot of the stuff that I had on my list was not even part of the Golden Globe, like, nominations. It was the same for me. So, it was kind of like, whoa. Like, nothing yeah. was, like, none of my, hardly anything on my list was part of the Golden Globe nominations. It was the same for me. Um, the other thing I'm very interested in 
as the award season goes on is where Avatar is going to start to sit Yeah, with all of it. So there was a pretty strong feeling. You know, every year lately we have like at least one blockbuster mm-hmm. that kind of gets in there that is a major part of the conversation. A few years back it was Black Panther and, you know, like, uh, you know, of course we had like the Nolan Batman movies before that and everything. Like, you know, so we we always kind of have this sense of like there's like a blockbuster that kind of gets in there that is a contemporary kind of Hollywood blockbuster. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a strong sense for a while now that that was going to be Top Gun Maverick. Yes. Yep. It doesn't seem to be going that way anymore. Mm-mm. It seems like now it's kind of moving in this direction where it's likely going to be Avatar, but there wasn't a lot of Avatar conversation. Yeah, there wasn't at all. That's why I said, like, I'm going to have to really think that one over because yeah. hardly nothing on my list yeah. for the top, my top 10. Yep. Was nominated, so I, I'm in the, I don't even know what to even. I'm in the exact same boat where it's like outside of Banshees, yeah, and Pinocchio, and Pinocchio. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I said. Hardly no. We got top ten. We're naming two. Yeah. So and that's so all I'm saying. <laughs> it, it is very, very interesting to see kind of where the conversations are going and everything, and like it is, it's very different than I expected it to be because mm-hmm. the expectations were that it was going to have a lot to do with tar. Mm-hmm. And funnily enough, Avatar. Yeah. I heard something very funny earlier where somebody had said, you know, in terms of independent cinema, mm-hmm. independent movies are in a lot of trouble right now. Mm-hmm. There isn't really a feeling that, you know, places like Netflix and streamers are really all that apt to put up the money for them anymore. Yeah. And Tar was released to incredible critical reception but like it it lost a lot of money yeah it lost a lot of money and now it's this thing where you know nobody really knows what to do with independent cinema right now which i think is very unfortunate because most of our lists yes are composed of independent films that's why i'm like whoa okay this is going to be interesting yeah yeah (laughs) we'll see (laughs) you know i heard something very funny earlier where somebody was like maybe in 10 years Tar still gets made, but it's part of the Avatar Extended Universe, and her name isn't Lydia Tar; it's Ava Tar. And somehow you can get people in like that. Like I don't know. Like you know, it, it's it's very very interesting because the conversation is not what it used to be in terms it's of awards. Not. It is very different this yes, year. Yes, it is. It it's is very very. And you different. can feel it too. That's the you thing. Can. You can feel that shift. That's why I'm like, whoa, it's so different. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where it goes from here and uh yeah any any final thoughts no (laughs) (laughs) awesome so uh we have another episode coming up soon um we're kind of finishing up with our little break and finishing up with getting together the our next couple of episodes and then we'll be back more consistently after that yes so uh hopefully people will tune in for all the upcoming stuff and yeah I'm Scott. And I'm Brittany. And thanks for tuning in to the Film Cafeteria.